Coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast, the Hornets debut in Vegas, and uh, it could have gone better for the Charlotte Basketball Club. I'm going to talk about the rookies, the sophomores, everything that went right and everything went wrong. Coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> And if you're watching this on video, uh, I'm not going to roll the intro because I'm a little I'm a little undermanned here. I don't have Walker at my side, so um, if you want to hear the beautiful intro music, then you can listen to the podcast version. I'm just going to jump right into things on this live edition, Hive Live edition of Locked On Hornets. Thank you so much for joining us on Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. This is the podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Locked On NBA, your daily podcast on the NBA. Make sure to check it out. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen. Maybe it's your first watch on YouTube every day. We are free and daily wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube, where right now I am checking out the chat. And Kyle is saying that was rough. Doug uh, Scout says, Bryce, though? Yeah, we're going to talk about Bryce McGowan's. He looked pretty good. Squidley says, hi, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Scout says, Nick Richards, uh, the junior. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick, uh, pretty experienced here and looked like it and got the start. So we'll talk about that as well. I'm usually joined by my co-host, Walker Mail, who's on vacation today. Uh, we, uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Branson, LOH. Also, I've started a sub stack, uh, which is kind of like a blog, I guess, called Every Hornets Box Score. That's where I'll be posting my game notes this year. You can go to Find that on hornets.substack.com. Okay, let's jump into things. The Hornets lose their first summer league game. Uh, Final score, even though you don't care about that, is 84-96 to in favor of the Indiana Pacers. But the big story is that essentially it was a rocky start for nearly everyone. Rocky start overall, but then I thought just that first quarter really hurt the Hornets' ability to get in any kind of groove. And we can talk about some of the reasons why. Uh, I, I don't think it was totally uh, on, on the players that were there. It might have been on the players that weren't there, either weren't available due to injury, like James Booknight, like Scotty Lewis, but also the fact that they just don't have a lot of solid point guard play on this team. And I think it was kind of hampering some of the efforts uh, I want to get into the rookies in this segment. In the second segment, I'll talk about the sophomores or the returning players, including Nick Richards. And then finally, we'll wrap up with some of your questions and comments. Um, so yeah, it wasn't good. I, I think, uh, obviously, they look discombobulated on offense. Defensively, uh, things weren't too much better. Uh, and you're talking about, again, a lot of a lot of situations where I thought, you know, they, they just didn't have anyone initiating the offense. It really came down to Bryce McGowan's who was handling the ball a lot, which I did not expect. Um, but when you have Jalen uh, Crutcher, who isn't a very experienced guard, um, then then that kind of thing is going to happen. Let me run through some of the box score stats here. Uh, Nick Richards gets the start at the center position. He finished with 15 points and 11 rebounds, had a double-double, solid game. 
Uh, Bryce McGowan, 17 points. He stood out. We'll talk more about him in just a moment. And then LJ Figueroa off the bench, uh, kind of an unknown name, 22 minutes, six of six from the field, 16 points. So I, I think the best way to do this is just to kind of dive into each of the names that you care about and talk about how they did. Let's start uh, with the rookies, the players that I know uh, you are dying to get to know, see them uh, get some action here. Uh, and the one that I want to start with is the first rounder, Mark Williams, didn't get the start. What do you think about that? They gave it to Nick Richards, the more experienced player. They did talk about uh, the coach of the 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 Summer League team and the G League team, uh, Jordan Serenkamp, did talk about during the Summer League camp that they were going to go out and try to win ball games, um, and and that was going to play a little bit of a factor in some of the lineup decisions. And I, I think that may have been why you see Nick Richards getting the start over Mark Williams, or it could be one of these situations where you bring a rookie in first rounder and you say, okay, you, you need to earn these minutes essentially. I mean, we've, we've seen that it's, it's not uncommon to say, all right, rookie, you know, you, you've got to show us something and and start here and then work your way up. And, and if you look at the minutes distribution, honestly, Mark Williams gets 19 minutes, Nick Richards gets 21 minutes. So was it all that big of a discrepancy? No, not really. I mean, Mark Williams got plenty of time out there. Nick Richards really only getting over Mark Williams in minutes because he was out there was sort of the bench unit at the end of the game when, when it was out of reach. Had that not happened, uh, Mark Williams probably ends up getting more minutes than Nick Richards. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Williams ends up starting one or more of these summer league games as we move forward. It's not really an indication of, of what Nick Richards did or didn't do in this game. It's not really an indication of what Mark Williams did or didn't do in this game. You just see this all the time in summer league where they shake the lineups up and uh, you're going to get different looks, different uh, groups, playing uh, playing groups, different starting units. I think Mark Williams probably gets the bulk of the center minutes moving forward because I think Mark Williams more so than Nick Richards is going to be the player that they actually depend on in the regular season. But for game one, I get it. If you're a fan and you're looking at it, you go, hey, wait a minute, Nick Richards, like, come on. Seriously, like, we drafted this guy, you know, 15th overall, and it's your first round pick. One of It was higher on your board than Jalen Duran, who you ended up trading away, taking at 13 and trading away because Mark Williams was supposedly bigger on your board, and you don't start him. I get it. I get the frustration. I'm only telling you, that it probably it probably changes and and I know that the chat is going to have some things uh, to say uh, about that so we'll we'll definitely get to that in in the third segment in terms of what I thought about Mark Williams play well let's run down the box score five points eight rebounds uh, three offensive rebounds two blocks one of them was a massive block in the first quarter uh, overall you know. I think Mark Williams is who we thought he was, especially on the defensive end of the floor. They put him in a lot of drop coverage. It was one of the things that I was watching in this game. Would they allow him to guard in space or would they drop him back? They dropped him back. He didn't really recover recover well, uh, allowed a few three-point shots to be wide open and made. Um, that's going to have to uh, resolve itself as time goes on. Certainly, we have to remember this is game one of Summer League. So a lot of these things that we're seeing now are going to uh, eventually improve or you at least hope they do if you have some optimism about these players offensively I was a little surprised about uh the the inability for Mark Williams to finish inside how much of that was nerves you know game one of summer league and give a little bit of nerve factor there but it was a little bit dicey around the rim for Mark Williams at times 
Uh, but he did have a nice little mid-range jumper showing a little bit of offensive versatility. I thought in terms of the way uh, he maneuvered within the offense, they didn't ask him to do a lot. Couple of couple of dribble handoff situations. Um, you know, one thing I will say that I'd like to see improve as we move forward in summer league is yeah, they the Indiana Pacers uh, summer league team paid a lot of attention to Mark Williams when he caught the ball inside, and he got deep post position multiple times in this game. But then when they brought the double or triple team, he's got to look to kick out. And, and I didn't see a lot of that. So, and again, game one of summer league, I'm going to just keep qualifying this over and over. Uh, but that's one of the things that, that I'd really like to see improve moving forward for, for Mark Williams. But the rookie that impressed me most was not Mark Williams. It was Bryce McGowan's a player that I predicted would maybe uh, have a better chance of wowing us because uh, he was going to get to handle the ball a lot. And he did. And, uh, you know, Mark Williams, unfortunately, didn't have someone that could deliver him lobs. You know, he was doing, having to do a lot of that offensive work uh, by him, by himself. But Bryce McGowan's had no problem doing that. I wanted to see, did he have the offensive goods? And I think the answer to that was definitively yes. I mean, three, we said, we thought he was a or we were told he was a three level scorer. And we got to see nearly all three levels of that scoring, knocking down uh, three point jump shots. He was three of six from the field from three, six of 13 overall from the field, 17 points, six rebounds, five assists. Again, they wanted to know if he could play make and he was sort of forced into that position because uh, you know, now I, mean, I thought he would be, honestly, I thought he was going to start at three, but then Scotty Lewis uh, injures himself, unfortunately, at uh, one of these summer league practices in Vegas. Uh, no timetable on his return. We'll get to more of that in a minute. But 17.6 rebounds, five assists. I mean, all around great game. And that shot is smooth. That shot is pure. I loved Bryce McGowan's in this game. I loved watching him shoot. I love straight line drive, aggressive, um, had the nice little physical sort of swim through move um, and getting to the basket with ease and finishing there. I uh, really liked what I saw from him. going to see, let's see, uh, KCV Log says McGowan's plays like he's a vet. That's what I thought too, just veteran poise on the offensive end, okay? If we're watching both ends of the floor and we're being honest, and we sort of knew this with Bryce McGowan's, got a lot to, of work to do on the defensive end, especially in transition. There were a couple of holy type of plays for Bryce McGowan's, just kind of letting the guy go. Uh, but Bobby saying McGowan's was the best player on the floor tonight. Walker predicted it. Yeah, shout out to my guy Walker. Mail, my co-host, uh, I think both of us were on the Bryce McGowan's train uh, we thought he had a great opportunity to show out, and and he certainly did in this first one. If anyone wowed in this game, we haven't talked about the returning players, but spoiler alert, not a ton to talk about. Um, then if there was one player to talk about, I really thought it was uh, Bryce McGowan's. All right, coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast, we will dive into the returning players. Nick Richards gets the start. How does he do? JT Thor. What kind of night was it for the more Thor movement? And uh, finally, Kai Jones. A lot of people excited to see what Kai Jones has been working on in the offseason. There's one thing he can continue to work on. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Who, who likes that? 
Who I hate that. I hate when that happens. I'll tell you why it happens. It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your hard-earned dough. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill Bill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap, like this. Boop, one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Here's the deal. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. That's a lot of moolah. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Back here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. Maybe it's your first view on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to pub it one more time because I just started. I'm really excited about it. It's kind of a quiet, soft launch. My Substack, every Hornets box score. We're going to be doing a ton of exciting stuff. It's free right now to go and subscribe to through the preseason. So you can check it out, preview it all preseason. It's uh, subs, uh, hornets.substack.com. I got to gotta memorize that if I'm going to pub it. Hornets.substack.com. Every Hornets box score. I'm going to be uh, doing game notes there and a podcast. We'll be doing a little subsidiary podcast of this podcast called Every Hornets Box Score, where we go back in history to look at some of the uh, early Hornets, late Hornets, Bobcats. We'll do the Bobcats. We'll go down Bobcats memory lane. And of course, we'll talk about uh, this current crop of box scores as well. Okay, let's talk about the returning players in uh, this summer league. I was excited to see Kai Jones. Uh, We didn't get to see a lot of him last season in a Hornets uniform, saw him a lot in a Swarm uniform. And, you know, Mitch Kupchak, general manager, talked about how he was a little frustrated that he didn't get to see more of Kai Jones in the regular season last season. So I was really excited to see what Kai Jones has been working on Uh, but uh, he did not have a really fun game in this one. And a lot of it had to do with just decision-making on offense. What do I mean? So let's, let's go down 12 points, nine rebounds. That's nice. One assist, one steal, one block, filling up the box score. Okay. Then you get to the shooting stats. Five of 15 overall from the field. O of 10 from three point from, from the three point line. O of 10. The shot, the three-point shot, did not look good at all. Compare that to Bryce McGowan's. That shot was pure. That shot looked like it had been worked on for many, many years. And Kai Jones, maybe he's been working on it, but that shot did not look good. And and it, not only that, it was where he was taking the shots. It was the situations he was taking the shots. In fact, Steve Clifford did a interview in the middle of this game and even mentioned, didn't mention Kai Jones by name, but mentioned quick three-pointers that were being taken early in this game. And those three-pointers were taken by Kai Jones and they were heavily defended three-pointers. They were three-pointers that allowed the opposing team to get out into transition and score easy buckets. That is a... I, I, I don't know if I can think of a bigger pet peeve for Steve Clifford than, you know, th- than ill-advised offense turning into easy offense for the other team. He, he wants to limit transition points and, and he wants smart play. And those 10 three-pointers, for the most part, 
were not smart plays at all. I mean, if you just, if he goes 0 of 5 from 3, he was 5 of 5 from the field when he drove. When he drove, he was dominant. That's what's frustrating, right? You saw Kai Jones when he was driving. That's the one thing I thought he did improve on because if you roll the tape back to last summer league, we saw Kai Jones being facilitated to a lot, right? He was catching some sick lobs, you know, but but in terms of his handle, it wasn't it wasn't tight. I mean, he was getting his pocket picked. You, you didn't trust him with the basketball in his hands. He needed to be facilitated too. But in this game, he looked incredible when he was putting the ball in the deck and driving. He was finishing through contact. You can see he's gotten a little stronger. All of that was stellar. And unfortunately, it's all going to be overshadowed by the fact that he attempted 10 three-point shots and, and missed all 10 of them. And a lot of those turned into easy offense for the other team. And it's just about recognizing who you are, what, what your strengths are, and then playing to those strengths. Because I think Steve Clifford and the coaching staff, or Steve Clifford is known for putting players in positions of strength where they can play to their strengths. But if he, I, I believe if he doesn't believe you are going to play to those strengths, then you're not going to play. So right now, unless things change quickly for Kai Jones in summer league, I'm a little bit worried about his prospects to find any rotation minutes. If it's going to continue like this uh, play, play to your strengths. I mean, I, th- I think that's the big thing for uh, Kai Jones rolling back to the chat here. Uh, I think GTB is referring to Kai Jones here. In my opinion, he's a five not a four Bobby saying exactly just drive. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, that's an important note there by GTB that Kai Jones has traditionally played in the five spot, but he was forced to play in the four spot in, in this summer league because you have Nick Richards, uh, who's a bit of a veteran for this team, if you want to call it that. And then you've got Mark Williams, who you've got to get big minutes for, right? So that's your five. Those are your fives. You're not going to find much time to play Kai Jones at the five, so he's got to play the four. And, you know, defensively, I didn't see a lot that, I mean, he didn't stand out defensively. I didn't see a ton of plays where I was like, oh, he's getting killed. Although there was one particular play where Terry Taylor, who is several inches shorter than Kai Jones, but much beefier uh, kind of took 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 Kyle to the rack um, and and put a body on a body and Kai's body wasn't good enough. Uh, so that's that's obviously an issue. But really, I mean, I think for Kai, this was about some offensive struggles in this game. Overall, finished minus nine, uh, no turnovers. Again, that was a problem in the in past summer leagues and in past uh, times when we've seen Kai is he couldn't put it on the deck. You couldn't trust him, you know, putting the ball down and getting the hoop. And so, so much of that was, was an improvement and yet taking, taking the big step back. Uh, all right. So let's move on to the other starter, Nick Richards, returning player. Uh, well, three returning players. You had Kai Jones, Nick Richards, and JT Thor all getting starts here. Let's go to Richards, 21 minutes, 15 points, five of eight from the field, 11 rebounds, one assist, two blocks, four turnovers. Thought that was a problem. Uh, let's, you know, I thought there was, there was some good and some bad with Nick Richards, which has kind of been the story for him, uh, throughout much of, of his time. He was active inside on offense. You know, he was, he was hustling in there, get, trying to get rebounds, trying to get putbacks, uh, loved, loved that energy from him, but still like little issues on the defensive end with defensive coverages and not being in the right spot, uh, missed passing opportunities on offense. There were several opportunities where he had the ball, sort of top of the key situation or elbow situation and guys would cut 
JT Thor. There was one in the first quarter that I saw JT Thor cut, beautiful cut, and could have had JT Thor easy layup instead. Um, you know, executes a dribble handoff and and the play kind of goes nowhere. So uh just little stuff like that. He's great at running the floor on offense. Defensively, not not great. Not great running the floor. You saw, and this is again. Something we kind of saw last year. Nick Richards had a few pretty stellar block blocks that looked great and knocked it into the stands. But when you're talking about the kind of defense play to play and in transition that can make or break ball games, I think he falls um, a, a little bit short. So that's my take on Nick Richards. And then, all right, all right, I'm the I'm the captain of the more Thor movement. So I got to come out and I got to give the press conference. Uh, I got to come out and face the music. This was not a great night for the more Thor movement, but I will say we've got many more nights ahead of us. Don't worry. I'll try to give you some hope there. We know what Thor can do. This was not a great night for him, though. Again, same kind of story for a lot of these guys. Great energy, but not great execution. Got to the free throw line multiple times early in this game, and I thought, you know, offensively made the right read, you know, made the right play, got to the line, but was three of nine from the lines. Got to, got to shore that up five points, uh, two rebounds, one steal, and then five turnovers. I mean, that killed, you know, I mean, he, he was dribbling it off a shoe, just didn't look super ready for this game. Um, he's, you know, hopefully due, uh, for, for a serious, for a serious bounce back, um, because it, uh, did not look good um, for some of these returning players. And that's why ultimately, you know, we're sitting here looking at uh, um, what, what amounts to a blowout loss. I mean, the Hornets were just generally not organized. And again, you return players, right? But you don't have a returning player that can really facilitate the offense and book night. While he's not really like a traditional point guard could have served that role. He was sorely missed. Um, so was Scotty Lewis, um, who, again, I, I mentioned I would get back to uh, the official diagnosis on uh, Scotty Lewis was that he underwent successful surgery yesterday to repair a fractured lower left leg. No timetable for his ret- return. Book Knight was out with that broken pinky. He is in Vegas, though. I did see him um, in Vegas sitting on the sideline. He didn't look very happy either, probably because he didn't get a chance to play. One last thing on Kai Jones, you know, we talked a lot about in summer league camp that Kai Jones was supremely confident in his game. Nobody could guard him. And that was true when he drove. <laughs> and and unfortunately, he just settled for those three-point job shots. I keep going back to it because I'm just it was like blowing my mind. I was so frustrated. Like, why? Why is this happening? Why? Well, Kai, why? I think uh who uh, Chris Lipman on on Twitter put if we're doing Rhines, if we're doing more Thor, we got to do why Kai? Because it's why Kai, because you see the potential, because you see what he could be if he if he focused on what uh, what he's obviously um, improved upon over the past year. Uh, so hopefully, again, as we look at these future summer league games, um, he can he can rebound. Okay, coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast, we are live here on YouTube. I'm gonna I've got my chat open here. So hit me with questions, hit me with comments, because in the next segment, I'm going to take your questions and comments and and get to a few other thoughts uh, as we wrap up the week. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Right now, Summer League is out in Vegas, the hotbed of betting. Never been. Would love to go to Vegas. 
Uh, give me, if you're in the chat right now, give me all your Vegas uh, tips. If I go to Vegas, I'm, I'm going to try to go to Summer League next year. I'm going to put it out into the universe. I'm going to go to Summer League next year. Um, and, uh, you know, the kid will be a little bit older, you know, uh, it's the first year with the kid, you know, you don't do a lot of traveling. So, uh, you know, I have a baby. I don't know if you know that. That's why I'm not at summer league. I've got a baby. Uh, so next, next year, I'm going to make it happen. Anyway, back to what I was talking about, betonline.net, find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, Esports and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcast news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, Hornets get blown out. I understand that people are disappointed. I think there are a lot of people in this chat that are disappointed as I turn my head. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention Leangelo, also not playing for the Summer League team. I don't know that he would have helped many of the offensive facilitation issues. He was somebody that could create on offense, maybe maybe could have gotten them into a little bit of a rhythm early in the game when nobody else could. Um, you know, I think you could say that for any of these guys. Scotty Lewis, James Booknight uh, could have come in and, and maybe played that savior role and and gotten them into a little bit of a rhythm. Unfortunately, Leangelo Ball dealing uh, with uh, being in the COVID protocols, no word on if or when he will return to the roster. So the Hornets, you know, they're just dealing with issues that are that are probably going to just ripple effect hurt them uh, through throughout this summer league. But I think there's still individually things that this team um, can can certainly improve on and will need to improve on if if some of these players hope to get. Um, some serious opportunity in training camp. Did want to mention my guy, LJ Figueroa. Man, I mean, he stood out. He was playing fast, playing smart, six for six from the field, had that yam, probably the play of the game, right? I mean, I think he may have walked, but I don't care. They didn't call it. He yammed that sucker. Um, to took off, I don't know. It wasn't the free throw line, but it was pretty, pretty close. LJ Figueroa, he's on my radar. I didn't know what an LJ Figueroa was, but now I do. He's on my radar. Going to look him up. Going to find out. Talk about him next week. See what he does in this uh, next summer league game. Maybe come back and talk about him. All right, let's look. Uh, let's uh, do some scrolling here. King C, Leangelo Ball with the prayer hands. Yeah, hopefully Leangelo. I mean, he's exciting, right? I mean, he hit that crazy, uh, crazy last second shot uh, in the last summer league. I mean, he he makes plays. He's fun to watch. You know. I don't know how much of it is like just memes and how much of it is serious, but the people that want, that want him on the big boy roster, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know that's going to happen, but you know, it is fun to watch him in summer league. Bobby saying is Walker in Vegas. Uh, no whereabouts unknown for Walker. I don't know where he is, but he's not in Vegas and he's not here, but he will be back next week. Uh, Ursa says, uh, Williams uh, looked kind of great on defense, right? Or am I just, seeing uh teal mark williams i mean yeah you know i mean he was commanding the paint on defense for sure it's the situation but we didn't get to see him in a ton of situations where he's put in the pick and roll how does he deal with that i did see a couple of situations where like he saw like the very first play on defense very first defensive possession he sinks down and follows the ball handler tries to keep the ball handler out of the paint does that Bites on the pump fake, completely takes himself out of the play. He can't recover to the three-point line. Ball handler easily kicks it out for a three-point shot. Okay, that's his very first defensive possession on any kind of NBA level. So I'm going to give him a break. 
But those are the kind of situations that you talk about defensively. Like he's going to be a player that is probably going to easily command the paint. But what does he do? You know, what are the next steps that he can take defensively that don't turn him ultimately into a Rudy Gobert? If he turns into Rudy Gobert, that would be amazing, right? You'd love that. But also, Rudy Gobert, tough to play him in the playoffs. So, you know, we're going to be watching all of this stuff. But yeah, overall, thought he was thought he was good on the defensive end. I don't think you were just seeing Teal. I mean, I think that's what they drafted him for. That's why, that's why they liked him. I mean, his commitment on the defensive end was good. Uh, G. Congo saying, missing Book and Lewis tonight, praying for Scotty. Yeah, man, it's just a tough break. Just, I mean, you can't help. If you don't feel any empathy for a guy like Scotty Lewis working hard, Bryce McGowan's mentioned in summer league camp, that Scotty Lewis was like a guy that was in his ear, encouraging him, helping him through this summer league camp process. A guy like Scotty Lewis is just grinding, trying to make it. And then you get to summer league and you don't even get in the game. You get summer league practice, you fracture a leg. Devastating. Uh, and, you know, but, but you see it all the time. These guys that get injured and they go into rehab and they work and they work and they work and they get back. So hopefully Scotty's one of these guys that does, you know, that works through it. And and we'll hopefully see him somewhere if it's not in Charlotte and, and on another summer league roster. Uh, the journey, he's young. You know, the journey's not over for Scotty Lewis. Uh, Real Talk saying he took 10. Yes, it's not just about missing all of your three-point shots. If he goes, that's the thing, right? If he goes, if he goes five of eight from the field and O of three from three, I'm not talking about Kai Jones. I'm actually, I'm, I am talking about Kai Jones. I'm talking about all the good things that he did driving the basketball, but I can't talk about that because people are going to look at the box score and go, why did he, and, and people, I mean, the coaching staff, Steve Clifford's going to take a look at this box score. He doesn't need to. He saw it. He met, he didn't mention Kai Jones by name in that uh, interview, but he certainly mentioned the early threes, ill-advised threes that were being taken. He saw it. He didn't need to look at the box score, but you look at that and go, oh, for 10. My goodness. Uh, Chief saying, yeah, it's going to be a tough watch with the point guard play. Preseason will shine way more light, but minutes in development. Kai needs to get downhill, but the pace, the pace isn't what it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, there, there weren't, you know, how different would this have been had there have been more transition opportunities for Kai Jones? You know, if he's, it's like, it's like distract, like I got to, uh, my kid, my, my kid's crawling around a lot now. And so you know, and, and she always wants to get into stuff that she's not supposed to get into. And yet sometimes you have to distract her with things that she does like, uh, to pull her away and, and, you know, keep her away from the thing. So, so had Kai Jones had something like transition to play with and to be distracted by, maybe he's not taking 10, three pointers. Um, but same for Mark Williams, you know, if Mark Williams has more of those opportunities, it was going to take away you know, all of those uh, rough and tumble minutes that he had to play inside where he was getting his own, getting his own misses and, you know, valiant effort by Mark Williams, not, not really, not really dinging him for that. Because again, I mean, I think if you're the Pacers, you could just pay all the attention in the world that you wanted interior because the Hornet, this Hornet summer league team doesn't have a lot of shooting. They don't have a lot of point guard play. Uh, thanks for all these questions and comments. This is uh great Bobby saying, can you fly out to Vegas? <laughs> this is dangerous. When I scroll, I got to, so help me out. Don't put anything ridiculous in this chat. I don't know why I'm saying that because it's like, don't press the red button. You're going to press the red button. But I'm like trying to scroll and read. I'm a one-man band here. Bobby's saying, can you fly out to Vegas and tell Kai to quit? Uh, o of 10, three-point arc, please. I, I'm not going to tell Kai Jones anything. Um, that's that's a bad 
that'd be a bad move for me. I'm going to let, I'm going to let the professionals handle that. The professional coaching staff, they can deal with it and they will. I mean, that's, you know, look, if Kai wants minutes, if Kai wants minutes under a Steve Clifford regime, somebody needs to get into Kai's ear and tell him what Steve Clifford's about. And I'm not saying what Steve Clifford's right or Steve Clifford's wrong. I'm just saying that's what he's about. We know that. Um, so somebody needs to inform Kai about the previous Steve Clifford regime and, and what he likes and what he doesn't like. Um, JC says McGowan's gives DeJounte Murray vibes. If he can be a better defender to me, has more upside than book night. It's tough to argue with that. I mean, McGowan's is a bigger, um, I think he, I don't know what the wingspan is. Might, might be as long or longer than book night, but just stature wise, bigger. Um, that shot. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I I can watch it all day long. Just look pure. Got me going. I love, I love his shot. And yeah, aggressive. And he was finishing through contact already. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's gonna get stronger, and and that's an exciting thing. Okay. Uh see Hugh Rockets. Hi Rockets. See Hi Rockets says Kai trying to get his but came up shooting blanks. Yeah. Uh maybe, you know. Obviously, he could turn it all around in the next game, right? I mean, he could go five or seven from the three point line. I just don't think you even want him taking seven three point attempts, right? I mean, you want him to go three or five from the three point line. Like, that's great. All right, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Emilio says, Do you think Jello will be getting big minutes when he comes back from protocols? If he comes back, uh, there's actually a potential for him to get big minutes only because. Uh, they're hurting right now, uh, you know, in a, in a situation where you had Scotty Lewis uh, healthy. They also, they had another injury. Um, Alexander, uh, who got 13 minutes in this game, five points, was also injured. Let me get the update on him. Uh, this is from Charlotte Hornets PR. Guide, uh, guard Tyshawn Alexander suffered a right ankle sprain in the third quarter, will not return to tonight's game. So how bad is that ankle sprain? Is Ty Sean Alexander going to miss minutes? All right, all of a sudden, the Summer League team is turning a little thin. Uh, do they add players? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if Leangelo comes back, yeah, he could get some big minutes just simply by virtue of him having a little bit more experience and some of these injuries affecting them. McGowan's playmaking looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, five assists. I mean, and he was doing it from the jump, right? I mean, there was that play uh, very beginning of the game, uh, first quarter. Yeah, pick and roll. He hits Richards on the roll. I mean, it looked easy. Now, on the flip side of that, McGowan's had the play where he was going in transition, tried to go behind his back, and it was a turnover. He was feeling it, right? I mean, he was trying to show out. So there were some great moments. There was some ill-advised moments. But what you loved... I think McGowan's was sort of the foil to Kai Jones, where I thought Kai Jones, honestly, I thought he played selfishly on offense. Bryce McGowan's, I thought, took his opportunities when he was wide open. And then if he wasn't wide open, he made good passes um, and and made good plays and was, again, all over. I mean, I I thought just box score wise, uh, you can vote on my Substack, by the way, hornets.substack.com, every Hornets box score. My first game notes post is up. You can vote on who did it in the box score. You know, I like the guys that do it in the box score. Don't talk to me about, you know, these intangibles. I want to see it on the box score. Bryce McGowan's 31 minutes. Only person that played more minutes than him was Crutcher. And again, that tells you where, where their situation is at point guard because Crutcher was two of 11, um, but got 33 minutes. 31 minutes for McGowan, 17.6 rebounds, five assists. Did turn the ball over four times with four personal fouls. Got to clean that up. But he's being aggressive. That's what you want to see in summer league. You want to see aggression. 
you want to see uh, you know you want to see guys out there attacking and that's what he was doing um you know i mean i don't think anyone's going to be talking about his game like nationally but you know here on this podcast where the hardcore hornets fans are yeah i mean we're going to be talking about how it could be another second round home run for Mitch Kupchak of, you know, look, we've got our criticisms of the general management here when it comes to trading, maybe free agency, but you can't fault the guy for a draft at all. I mean, he goes after players traded up to get McGowan's. And so far after game one, I'm going to overreact summer league. People are trying to get in my uh, Twitter today and talk me down off a summer league ledge before summer league even started. I love to overreact to summer league. This is the time. Summer's for feelings, baby. Preseasons for reason. We can get serious when it comes down to preseason, but I'm I'm going to overreact. I'm going to get excited about McGowan's. I'm going to say, look, McGowan's looks like Bradley Beal out there. Come on. Uh, Durham says McGowan deed just showed how he was slept on. You know, I thought defensively again. I would say okay, but I thought that defensively there were more moments that made me go ugh. But I think McGowan's is a player. I, I I don't think it's. I never, I, you know, people have watched and listened to this show for a long time. Are not going to be surprised this surprised by this. But it, it didn't take me very long to figure out that Malik Monk was just most likely never going to be a good defensive player. Um, and I, you know, game one of of summer league. You know, we're still a little bit of early, but I'm going to predict now that I'm going to come away from summer league preseason you know, any minutes that he gets as he's developing here. I think I'm going to have a, I think I'm going to think that McGowan's can improve on the defensive end, but we'll have to see. I'm going to reserve a lot of judgment on these things. So let's keep, I'm going to scroll, scroll some more, scroll some more. Anthony saying, what up guys? What up, Anthony? What did you think about Bryce McGowan's MVP of summer league so far? <laughs> Summer is for feelings, people. Preseason is for reason. Don't talk to me about this is only one game or only one summer league game. Look, they're only going to get five of these things. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say the Charlotte Hornets are not going to win the summer league championship. So I don't think it's going to be six games, but uh, they all do get five games. So we're going to see a lot of uh, the Hornets. Uh, Nick saying, why not start Mark Williams? I think it's a good question. I wouldn't be surprised. Game two, game three, game four, we see Mark Williams start one or more of these games. They probably, I don't know, leaned on a little bit of veteran, um, a veteran presence from Nick Richards. I don't know. I mean, to me, if I had to predict anything, and this is total speculation, I just think there is this sense of like, Hey, now McGowan's is in a situation as a second rounder where he, you know, Scotty Lewis goes down and they're thin at guard. So it's like easy to plug in Bryce McGowan's, right? If you have Nick Richards there, he's been in the league for a few years, it might be a little bit of like, hey, rookie, you can't start game one. Maybe if you, you know, is the situation different? If you're talking about a first overall pick or a second or a third or a fourth, yeah, obviously those situations are different. But when you pick a guy 15, you've got a few uh, returning players. There may have been that sense. I think you got to get rid of that, right? All right, fine. Let's, you know, I think Mark Williams did enough defensively um, that, uh, you know, I would feel comfortable with him starting a summer league game, at least just to give him a look, give him a look, give him a little bit more of a look with Bryce McGowan's. But do note, Nick, who asked the question, that Nick Richards, the guy who played in summer league, had 21 minutes and played a lot of those garbage minutes late, and Mark Williams had 19. So who starts in summer league? Does it matter? 
it matters to fans. It probably doesn't matter all that much to the coaching staff. Um, but that's, that is what it is. Also, one more thing I wanted to say, uh, on summer league is someone, uh, said, uh, I think, I think it was, uh, he's already commented here in the, in the YouTube chat chief was mentioning like summer league isn't important. I think summer league is important to the coaching staff, especially Steve Clifford, who was hired late is going to want a deep look at these guys. And I think what you do in summer league can actually, it's going to affect your perception to the coaching staff who are the ultimate decision makers to how much action you're going to get in the preseason, which is going to be the determining factor to how, if, or how much rotation minutes you get in the regular season. So if Kai Jones continues to shoot 0 of 10 from three point, uh, from the three point line, then that's going to have a major effect. So this actually is like super important. Uh, you know, the result isn't important. 96 to 84 Pacers. That's not important, obviously. Uh, but individually, the way these guys purport themselves and and how committed they are on the defensive end and how committed they are to playing smart basketball, playing with effort, playing with energy, um, and uh, rebounding, which is a huge Steve Clifford thing. Those are all things that are extremely important in summer league. Showing those things will be extremely important if they want to take the next step and the next step and the next step that ultimately leads them to getting rotation minutes in the regular season. Okay. This has been a fun episode. I love doing these solo episodes every once in a while. Thanks to all of you for getting on the chat and uh, commenting. Love the comments. And uh, we're going to be watching uh, game uh, games two and three of Summer League. We'll be back next week to talk all about all these Summer League games. Also, I'm going to be doing game notes on my Substack, hornets.substack.com. That's the final plug. Every Hornets box score. Uh, I'll be talking more about it, though, in the weeks to come. Thank you so much uh, for for watching, for listening to this edition of Locked on Hornets. Now for your second listen, how about you do this? You go to Locked on NBA to get up to date on the latest news and rumors from around the league. Want to find out how Chet and Paolo and Jabari are doing in Summer League? Head over to the Locked on NBA podcast, 30 minutes every day. Locked on NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. Thanks for making Locked on Hornets your first listen, your first watch every day. I'm Doug Branson. Walker rejoins me on Monday. Until then, I'll do my sign-off that I used to do. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. 